British Israel Church of God presents The Watchman Program The Watchman says Watch World News Watch Europe Watch China Watch Middle East The Watchman unlocks all Bible prophecy From the past, the present And the world to come And now Evangelist and commentator Peter Salemi Hi, Peter Salemi, and welcome to the Watchman Program, sponsored to you by the British Israel Church of God. Well, May 21st, 2011, came and went. Of course, you know what I'm talking about. Some would-be prognosticator, would-be prophet and preacher said that on May 21st, 2011, the church would be raptured up into heaven, and that this world would be destroyed, we'd all be killed, And, of course, they're having a great old time up there in heaven with the Lord, rejoicing, while everybody else down here is suffering the pangs of the Great Tribulation. And May 21st came and went. It reminded me back in the year 2000, I remember Jack Van Impey on TV quoting multiple uh, scholars, ancient and modern And they all said that the world was going to come to an end, the year 2000 A.D. Why? Because it's a nice even number? And he preached it for weeks, and he quoted scholars for weeks. And of course, 2000 came and went. Why is it that the majority of people out there, the mainstream, just, you know, regular Joe, the public continues to fall for these dates that predict the end of the world. And there's another one coming, December 21st, 2012, the Mayan calendar. And of course, that date is going to come and go as well. Yet people continue to believe these dates. Why is it so hard for people to believe what Jesus Christ said in Matthew the 24th chapter and Acts the 1st chapter verse 7 that no man verse 36 of Matthew 24 but of that day and hour no man not the angels of heaven knows but my father only and in Matthew the 1st chapter verse 7 the disciples asked him Lord will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel And he said unto them, It is not for you to know. Not even the disciples of Jesus Christ knew the date of the second coming of Jesus Christ. It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. No, not even Jesus knew the day or the hour. It's when the Father decides. Why is it that people have problems with those two scriptures? That they want to fool around with dates. They want to fool around with calculations. They fool around with charts. And they try to fit the second coming of Christ into their own charts that they have devised out of their own hearts. Not inspired by the Holy Spirit, but devise these fables out of their own hearts. And people, and that's scary. That's scary enough as it is that these people try to conjure up these theories. That's scary enough as it is, but... The scariest part is that people believe them. 
That's the scary part. That's the part that really scares me. And why people believe these would-be prophets? Because the Bible says that my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. These people that follow these would-be prophets don't study their Bible. They don't look into the Bible to see if whether these things are true. As Isaiah the 8th chapter says in verse 20, to the law and to the testimony. If they don't preach according to this word, that means there is no light in them. Was this man who made up this date of May the 21st, 2011, was he speaking according to the word of God? No. He said that he made up these calculations on his own. So this theory of May 21st, 2011 was not from the Bible, but devised out of his own heart. And yet people believed him. Why would they follow such a man? Well, because of lack of knowledge. If they knew their Bibles. Like, when I saw on television his followers with their placards and banners saying, May 21st, the rapture is coming. I knew right away that it was fake. I knew right away that this man was preaching a false doctrine because I study my Bible. And I know what Christ says, that no man knows the day or the hour, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. And I have no problem with that. People have a problem with that. I don't. I believe what Jesus Christ said, that no man, no man knows the day or the hour. Now, don't get me wrong. There are... Specific time frames that God gives in prophecies of the Old Testament, like the 70 years captivity that the Jews were in Babylon, and after 70 years, God said that they would, he would bring back the Jews to the land of Palestine. And even in Daniel, when he speaks of the 70 weeks prophecy that he spoke of, of the coming Messiah, that there would be 490 years that Jesus Christ would come between the rebuilding of Jerusalem to the time where Jesus Christ would come, be sacrificed, and so on. 490 years. And Isaiah. Isaiah prophesied a 65-year time frame where the kingdom of Israel would fall and then the whole seed of Ephraim would be taken out of Palestine. So don't get me wrong. There are specific time frames for certain events like the fall and rise of the coming end-time tire, which we have proven is Rome. There would be 70 years from the fall of Rome to the rise of Rome once again in this end time. But there is no date for or a year for the second coming of Jesus Christ. All God gives us is a time of great tribulation, which is a three-and-a-half-year period. That's it. No date. And God won't give us a date. And there's a reason why God won't give us a date. Because if he did give a date for the most amazing event in the history of the world, the second coming of Jesus Christ, well, then most people won't focus on how they live their lives. They would focus more on that date. And we've seen just recently how people react how people act when they see when they know that there's a date coming for the end of the world people start going crazy 
They start selling off a lot of their assets. They sell their homes. They quit their jobs. They go off into start living in caves. People commit suicide. Do Have we forgotten Jonestown? That massive suicide that took place in the jungle because they followed this guy, uh, Jim Jones? People know. God knows, rather, how people react if a date is given, and that's why God doesn't give a date. Because he wants us to live our lives righteously and to always be ready. And he says that in Matthew, the 24th chapter, after he says that, but of that day and hour, verse 36, knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Then he shows some examples in the Bible to see and tells you why he doesn't give a date. Notice in verse 37, it says, But as the days of Noah were, so also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days of Noah they were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. In other words, life goes on as usual, and people were not watching. People were not ready until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until... The flood came. When the flood came, because they were warned. Noah was a preacher of righteousness, and he warned the people, but people weren't ready. They weren't preparing. They weren't watching. Then when the flood came, well, then it was too late, wasn't it? Until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. The warning is going to go out. The warning is going to be there. But people are not ready. They are not watching. They're not preparing. Until the judgment comes, then they'll know, but at that time, it'll be too late. Verse 40, Then shall two be in the field, one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for ye not, you know not what hour your Lord doth come. It can happen in any moment. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what time the thief would come he would have watched and would have not suffered his house to be broken up because he was prepared he was ready notice verse 44 therefore be ye also ready for in such an hour as ye think not the son of man cometh so he's saying always be ready live your life righteously don't fall back into sin Watch and be prepared. And then he gives us an example here, skipping on into verse 48. He says, But if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delays his coming, doesn't believe it anymore, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken. In other words, he went back into the world. He is not living his life righteously. He's starting to sin. He went back into the world the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him. And in an hour that he is not aware of. So he's not prepared. Because he's sinning. He doesn't care about God. Not worried about God. Not worried about the way he's living his life. He's just back in the world. And then in verse 51 it says, And shall cut him asunder and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Just like in a flood, when it's too late, 
and the judgment comes, you lose your salvation. There is no more time to repent. So we must be ready. We must be prepared. We must live our lives righteously and not go back into the world and be ready always. Now I want to offer you this free booklet that we have online on our website at britishisrael.ca. That's our website and it's called Beware of False Prophets. And it will show you through the scriptures what you need to know so you will not be deceived the next time these would-be prognosticators and preachers come on the scene and say that they know that Jesus Christ, when he's going to come, or some even say he's already here, and I'll get to that in a minute, but it goes through all the scriptures to show you how you cannot be deceived when you follow what the Bible says. And if people knew their Bibles, then they would not fall for these false prophets that arise continually ever since Christ came and was resurrected into heaven. After this, continually they have been false Christs and false prophets that have been deceiving the masses. And Jesus Christ warned us of that in Matthew 24, verse 5. He says, many shall come in my name, in Jesus' name. You see that all the time. You see that today on television. They come in the name of Jesus. You know, I love the way they just say that. Jesus. They come in his name. And it says, they shall deceive many. For many shall come in my name saying, I am the Christ. That Christ is Christ. But they deceive many. There is the warning. They come in a Christian name. But they are deceiving you. Now, we go through this in the booklet, Beware of False Prophets. I want you to get that absolutely free of charge, gratis. There is no price. Order it on our website at britishisrael.ca. And you can write to us as well, and Bill Pizzinas will give you the information on how you can get this free booklet. To get your free CD-ROMs, United States and Britain Prophecy, please write to us at British Israel, Church of God, one 71 West Barbara Avenue, Parent, Nevada, postal code 89060, or log on to our website at www.britishisrael.ca. All right, you can order those, that booklet absolutely free of charge on our website, or you can write to that address, our U.S. address, and we will send you that literature absolutely free of charge. Now, this man said, that he came up with some calculations and that's how he came up with this date of May the 21st, 2011. Now, I find it interesting that he came up with his own calculations, something that he devised out of his own mind and heart, had nothing to do with God, had nothing to do with the Bible, and as the Bible says, if they don't speak according to this word, there is no light in them. In Ezekiel, the 13th chapter, verses 1 through 3, God warns us about these people. And he says in verse 1, again, the word of the eternal came unto me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel that prophesy and say unto them that prophesy out of their own hearts, Hear ye the word of the eternal. Thus says the eternal, Woe unto the foolish prophets that follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. 
It wasn't inspired by God, his would-be calculations. It wasn't from the Word of God. It wasn't from the Holy Spirit. It was from his own heart. He didn't see visions from God. Yet he was totally convinced. They interviewed him and he said, it's going to happen. Where did he get it from? It was his own calculations. If they don't speak according to the Bible, then it is false. That's why I always say on this program, if you don't believe me, or believe me rather, don't believe me rather, believe the Bible. Check up on me. I urge you to, when you listen to this broadcast, listen to it with your Bible handy. Make sure I quote the Bible, which I always do. I always back up everything I say with the scriptures, with history. Make sure you test the spirits to see whether they are from God. That's why I knew right away when he started speaking of May 21st, 2011, well, that contradicts what Jesus Christ said, that no man knows the day or the hour. Once you see that contradiction with the Bible, you know that what he's saying is false. All right, now let's go through some more of these uh, deceptions that these people use to deceive people, to gather a following, sheeps, uh, wolves, wolves rather, not sparing the flock, as the Apostle Paul said it, that they are there to draw away disciples after them. And you can read that in Acts the 20th chapter, verse 28 and 29. There are grievous wolves trying to devour the flock to gain followers. Now, these are the, some of the deceptions that they use. Here's one in Matthew 24th chapter, because you see, Matthew 24 is a prophecy, a pivotal prophecy, in which all other prophecies depend. depend. In verse 23, it says, If any man say, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. He says, Wherefore, verse 26, If they say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in secret chambers. Believe it not. I notice that they always talk about a secret rapture that is going to happen. That only if people are tuned in to the message, only they will be raptured up into heaven. A secret rapture. Notice what Christ says here. That if Christ, if people preach that Christ is in a certain location... If he is in the desert, if he is in secret chambers, and so on, don't believe it. I always see newspaper ads that Christ is in some hotel somewhere, and he's giving messages to his followers, and of course these followers convey these messages to the public. Right there I know it's not Christ because of these scriptures. But then Jesus Christ tells us in verse 27, how he's going to really come back to this earth. He says, for as lightning, as it should read, a lot of preachers say it's lightning and that Jesus Christ is going to flash all over the world like lightning when he comes back. No, it should read lightning in the Greek. And it says, for as the lightning comes out of the east and shines even unto the west. Now, what light do you know shines east and west every single day? Well, the sun. And doesn't the Bible say 
that Jesus Christ, his face shines like the sun, that he's called the son of righteousness, S-U-N, in the Bible. He's speaking here of the sun. So picture the sun up in the sky coming closer and closer to the earth. What is he saying? That the whole world, just like the whole world can see the sun, the whole world is going to see Jesus Christ. Notice verse 30. It says, Then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all of the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in in the clouds of heaven with power and with great glory. The whole world is going to see Jesus Christ when he comes. He's not in some secret location. He's not in the desert. You know, he's not in a hotel. He's not in a cave. The whole world is going to see Jesus Christ coming to this earth. So there's one deception Jesus Christ said to watch for. And it has happened. And it will continue to happen. Now what about this whole notion of the world coming to an end? That one day the whole world's going to blow up and no one's going to be around. Is that in the Bible? Absolutely not. The Bible talks about the end of the age the age of Satan, the devil, the age of man, and the beginning of the kingdom of God, the age when God rules this earth. The earth is going to be here forever. Jesus Christ said in Matthew, the 24th chapter, in verse 22, he says, he says, except those days be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. So God's saying here, that if God didn't intervene, there should no flesh be saved alive. God basically is saying here, Jesus Christ is basically saying here that if that he's not interested in trying to kill us or put us to death or blowing up the world, it says that God is about to rescue all of us from doing to ourselves what we are doing. So there is no end of the world, only the end of the age of man and the beginning of the kingdom of God. Now, what about this idea that I see people, I always see people do when they follow these would-be prognosticators and prophets, of selling everything you have, dropping everything, uh, quitting your job, and running off into a cave somewhere, and waiting it out until it all passes, and then, uh, I don't know what happens afterwards, I heard that some people, before May 21st, sold their houses, their lands, all their assets, and gave it to charity. Why? I mean, if it's the end of the world, what's the point in giving your money to charity? What are they going to do with it? Now, is this in the Bible? Well, let's go back to Matthew 24 and verse 45. And it says this, Who then is a faithful and wise servant? This is verse 45. Whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Is he saying here to drop all your responsibilities and go live in a cave? No. God's saying whatever responsibilities you have, you continue to do what you're doing. Are you a doctor, a lawyer? Uh, Do you have family? Whatever. Whatever you have, 
whatever assets you have, you got to continue to do what you're doing, take care of your family, continue your job, whatever whatever it is, and adopt and adapt to what is going to happen during the Great Tribulation. It says nothing here of dropping all your responsibilities and flee from the wrath to come. Nonsense. And as Psalm 91 says, God is going to protect you right there where you are in your own dwelling. And if you want to know more on that, I urge you to read our booklet online, The Rapture and Your Place of Safety. Is God going to rapture you, rapture you away up into heaven? Or as one doctrine says, he's going to whisk you away in a place called Petra in the Jordan, and you waited out there in Petra? Or is God going to protect you right there where you are? So I urge you to get that booklet as well, absolutely free of charge, on our website at BritishIsrael.ca. So Jesus Christ says here, Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. And that's what he's doing is back in verse 45. Whatever responsibilities God has given you, you continue with those responsibilities. You don't drop everything and go you know, in a cave somewhere or sell all your assets or whatever people think to do. If some would-be preacher and prognosticator tells you to do that kind of nonsense, shame on you if you do it. I remember one guy told me he thought the end of the world was going to come in uh, 1999. And he wanted me to go down to the States and live in some compound. I can't remember which state he was speaking of. I think it was Iowa or something. And to live in some compound and wait it out until the tribulation passed. I said, no, absolutely not. That is totally contrary to what Jesus Christ said we are to do. So I urge you all to heed the warnings that Christ has given us so that we shall never be deceived by these would-be prognosticators and prophets. As the Bible says that these people have seen nothing because they are not speaking according to this word. They don't have the Holy Spirit. Just like this guy who came up with these weird calculations and came up with 2011. He didn't see a vision from God. That was devised out of the imagination of his own heart. Therein lies the difference. So I just want to recap what we learned here today. And most of it was in Matthew 24. One, many false prophets will come in a Christian name preaching Christ, but they shall deceive many. Two, that the second coming of Christ is not going to be some sort of local event, but that the whole world is going to see Christ. Three, there is no specific date given in the Bible for the second coming of Christ, and that the reason given that there is no date is because God wants us to always be ready to pay attention on how we live our lives and not pay attention to some certain date, that we are to watch and be ready continually. And the last one, that we should not drop all our responsibilities, to drop everything and flee off into a cave somewhere, flee from the wrath to come, and so on. But whatever responsibilities we have, we hold on to, and we live our lives and do whatever we're called to do continually 
until the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ and the resurrection. So let's arm ourselves with that information. Back ourselves up with the Bible and these scriptures, and we shall never be deceived. And continue to follow Christ in this end time and watch out for these false prophets. So I urge you to read those booklets online, The Rapture and Beware of False Prophet and Prophets, and inform yourself so you shall never be deceived because you are following Christ and no man. Remember, follow no man. Follow Jesus Christ. Until next time, this is Peter Salemi saying goodbye, friends, and I'll see you here next time on the Watchman Program. All our literature is offered free of charge. Write to us at British Israel Church of God, 171 West Barbara Avenue, Pahrump, Nevada, postal code 89060. Our website address is www.britishisrael.ca. This is Bill Pitsina saying goodbye, friends.